Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Alhamdulillah, we're continuing with Tashilu Qastis Sabil. And we've reached the seventh hidayah, which is extremely important. And this hidayah is very relevant to the day and age of distractions that we are living in today. Everywhere we see, you know, whether it's the phone, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's internet, WhatsApp, Viber, all these various different avenues of destruction and avenues of distraction. These are two things, distraction and destruction. Right. These things, first and foremost, they distract us many a time from those things which are extremely important. They take us away from our objectives. They take us away from those things that are important. They waste incredible amount of time, these distractions. And by wasting so much of our time, they lead us to destruction. Right? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ Right? By the time Allah takes a qasam, Indeed, people are in loss. People are in, in destruction. Right? In regards to what? In regards to their time. Right? That two bounties, right? People are in loss regarding them. People are in deception. And what is that? That is is good health and free time. The people are uh, taking uh, their health for granted. They're not using their health and their jawani and their youth for you know doing things that will please Allah Taala. For doing things that will they are able to you know uh, accomplish greater things in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala when they have health. And al-faragh is free time. That that time when Allah Ta'ala gives them in which they are free, right? they become uh, occupied with useless pursuits. And then when they don't have that time anymore, then what happens? Then they become uh, regretful that we don't have time now to do those things that we wanted to do. So the seventh hidayah is actually about peace of mind, right? To stay away from these distractions that take away our focus. So Maulana Tanvi says that the dhakir, the one who makes dhikr, should refrain from anything that will disrupt his peace of heart or mind. Peace of mind is a valuable treasure. And there are various factors that destroy one's peace of mind that the salik should be wary of. Right? These things, right? they hinder one's amal. They become a distraction. And they affect our, you know, the regimen that we want to have and keep a tartib and keep a, uh, a a focus that these are the various things that I should do. Having a plan, having a regimen. When we have these distracting things around us, when we're reading Quran and we have our phone right next to us, right? Every time it's blinking, every time it's giving a notification, what are we doing? We're getting taken away from that. It's not allowing us to remember Allah Ta'ala in peace of mind or read Quran in, in peace of mind or, you know, focus or make muraqaba or, you know, uh, stay on our objective. One of these factors is the ruining of one's physical health through indulgences. 
The health of the body and mind should always be protected and improved. There should be moderation in both the consumption of food and abstention from food. Right? So, Hajim Dadullah Mahajir Makki had mentioned that the body is a bounty and a gift from Allah Ta'ala. The body is a gift and bounty that has been bestowed upon us by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And if we will not preserve this gift and this amanat, then we are actually making khianat in the amanat that Allah Ta'ala given us. So if we have bad habits, staying up late and watching videos on YouTube, and you know we overeat or we eat things that are extremely harmful, right? We're constantly eating junk food. We're constantly overeating. We're eating and we're doing and we're having lifestyles that are toxic and harmful. Then what are we doing? We're actually making khianat in the amanat that Allah Ta'ala has given us. So there should be moderation in both consumption of food and abstention of food. We shouldn't also become like so much abstaining from food that we become weak. One should not consume so much that it causes digestive problems. Neither should one reduce one's consumption to the point of bringing about physical weakness. Health is ruined by immoderation. This, these words summarize everything. That when we come out of moderation in everything, right, health becomes ruined by that. The second point, Ma'atanwi says, is that a salik should not indulge in excessive sexual intercourse, even though that it's halal. Our beloved Sheikh Hazrat Ma'asha Hakim Sab, Rahmatullah, he used to say, he said, halal ku bi zyada halal mat karo. Right, that thing which is halal for you, which is your wife and your spouse. Right, don't do too much halal even in that. Right, more than necessity. Where a person he does not have, he is not aroused to have sexual intercourse. He does not have the desire to have sexual intercourse, and he's having it right constantly over, over, over again. This is something that will produce weakness inside of the body, and that weakness will cause uh, imbalance in the spiritual strength of a person in the mental strength of the person and it will hurt a person so excessive uh, sexual intercourse produces physical weakness and that particularly affects the heart and the mind as well he used to say that the sexual and the uh, power that Allah Ta'ala has given men especially right? this is something that should be preserved and when a man, he wastes this strength that Allah Ta'ala has given him, either through pleasuring himself through masturbation or wasting that strength and, and, and through committing other types of sins, then what happens? That ruhani strength also diminishes through the sexual strength that a person is wasting. So a person should try as much as they can that what is the way to keep moderation in sexual intercourse? is that a person should only have sexual relations with their spouse when they have a need, when they, when they are aroused, when they actually have a physical need to do so. And a person should only eat when they are hungry. If a person follows these usuls that eat only when you're hungry, sleep only when you're tired, have intercourse only when you have the need to do so. If a person follows this, inshallah, this, this sleep will be a means of increase of health. 
that food will be means of health in the body. And that sexual intercourse will also be means of health and uh, uh, strength, right? When a person, he has the desire and he has sexual intercourse, that sexual intercourse will not make him feel weak. Rather, it will give a person uh, a feeling of lightness. It will give a person a feeling of you know, strength, actually. A person will start getting equilibrium and harmony and a person will be able to focus through that uh, relations that they have because they're doing it with moderation. Another point is a salik should only eat when he feels hungry, right? And he should not overeat. One-third food, one-third water, and one-third air. If a person follows this, then also this should will, will lead a person to being healthy, not lead a person to being unhealthy. And a person should stop eating when he feels that he can still consume a morsel or two. Right? And what do we do? After we know that we cannot even take another morsel or two, we take another five morsels on top of that. Right? And that's what is tipping the scale on the other side of you know, all of these sicknesses and diseases that are coming in our bodies. Similarly, a salik should adopt moderation in sleep. Excessive sleep produces lethargy, any laziness. While lack of sleep causes fatigue. Excessive sleep produces laziness and lethargy, while lack of sleep causes fatigue. So everything should be in moderation. Another factor that ruins peace of mind is to crave delicious foods, right? Constantly thinking about, right, what food to make and different types of foods and because your mind is occupied with that. A person should be, alhamdulillah, you know, whatever is available, and whatever is good, that doesn't mean a person shouldn't eat delicious foods, but it means constantly plotting and planning and preparing and scheming and, you know, this and this type of sauce and then this type of marin uh, marination and this type of, just, you know, whatever comes, you know, whatever is available, then, you know, that is what I will eat. And then when you get too much into the nitty gritty and you get too much into the little, little details, then you start becoming... Uh, you know, you start becoming, you know, in excess. You start going into luxuries, and this is something that it ruins a piece of a, a piece of mind, right? A similar factor is getting over involved with beautifying one's external appearances and attire. That my watch should be like this, and my socks, you know, they should be matching my glasses, and my glasses should be matching my thobe, and that's fine. A person should match, and a person should be presentable, but it should not be. Uh, in such a way that a person is becoming overindulging in these type of things. Hazrat explains that this does not mean that a person should remain in soiled clothing, wear dirty clothing, wear, you know, unpresentable clothing. No, mashallah, all of our mashayikh and our great scholars and our ulama, they were always presentable, white, clean clothing. They would never wear anything but white. Because white, when it gets dirty, it shows. So that means that they were much more particular about being clean, about being presentable, but not to the extent that a person is constantly thinking about what type of buttons a person should have and, you know, uh, what type of socks. And I mean, it's just moderation, moderation, simplicity, along with cleanliness should be involved, right? Presentability, simplicity and cleanliness. However, delicious foods and fine garments are also the bounties from Allah. Therefore, if these things are obtained without any hankering after them, you see, 
Hazrat is explaining that, look, as long as a person isn't ruining his peace of mind, he's not ruining his, you know, concentration and ruining his uh, time and wasting his efforts and his money on these things, and he and he's striving, uh, you know, with, without striving and putting forth great effort in obtaining them, then the salik should make use of these favors from Allah. These are gifts. As long as there's no fear of pride or contempt for others entering into the heart. The Sadiq must be grateful to Allah for the bounties that he bestows. Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran, قُلْ مَنْ حَرَّمَ زِينَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي أَخْرَجَ لِعِبَادِهِ وَالطَّيِّبَاتِ مِنَ الرِّزْقِ قُلْ هِيَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا خَالِصَةَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Allah Ta'ala says, who is the one that is trying to make haram or prohibit the bounties of Allah Ta'ala that he has given to his slaves? Say that it is for the believers in this life, right? يوم القيامة, and it'll be خالص for them in the next life. It's good. Take these bounties and enjoy them, but كُلُوا وَشْرَبُوا وَلَا تُسْرِفُوا right? Don't go into israf. Another point that Shaykh mentions is greed for wealth. This is also something that distracts a person. It's a distraction that constantly, you know, thinking about money, constantly thinking about how to make more money, how to make more money, how to make more money, being engrossed in this accumulation and wasting it away in extravagance, are all destroyers of peace of mind. A covetous person, Haris, whose heart always yearns for more wealth, will always be absorbed in seeking wealth. The extravagant person, Musrif, will be hindered by difficulty, worry, and frustration after his wealth has been depleted. Such a person's gaze will then drift towards the wealth and possessions of others. Wastefulness leads to loss of barakah. So a person should spend within his means. Also, another thing that's a great distraction is making friends and enemies also wrecks one's peace of mind. Social media, right? Connecting, calling, connecting, and, and, and you know, expanding one's network unnecessarily, right? Social gatherings of friends and acquaintances will occupy the time of the salik and create problems. Enemies will also scheme to harm and frustrate him. It is imperative for the Salik to refrain from all unnecessary acts which interfere with his peace of mind. However, adverse situations that are beyond his control should be taken in stride and patiently borne. Meaning a person, he doesn't have intention to make enemies. You know, we have friends Mixing with people to the extent of worldly benefit and mixing with people to the extent of dini benefit. This is what we should remember. That we socialize with people for worldly benefit. In other words, I have to do it because of my job. I have to do it because of my work. I have to do it because of my school. This is why I am intermingling or mixing with others. Right? There's a worldly benefit in it. No problem. However, there's also another benefit, dini benefit. I'm mixing, you know, I'm, I'm sitting with these brothers because we're having a gathering or I'm with these sisters because when I sit with these sisters, you know, I'm able to also guard my hijab. I'm sitting with dini sisters. I'm sitting with dini brothers. So Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya wa kunu O you who believe, fear Allah Azza wa Jal and be conscious of Allah and be with the truthful ones because in being with their company, you are able to preserve your deen and iman. So a person either has worldly benefit or a person has some deeny benefit. 
And if a person doesn't have worldly or dini benefit, then this is something which is extremely harmful. That is where then a person starts getting into unnecessary, unnecessary uh, meetings and unnecessary mixing and unnecessary programs. And this will then, right, it will unnecessarily, right, uh, make a, a, a person's peace of mind and contentment of heart and focus become distracted. By making enemies, you don't intend it. But if you have enemies, these are things that will bring about distraction. Now, the question is, is that, okay, what if I, you know, I'm just pr trying to practice deen and people just don't like me because I'm religious and, you know, certain friends or family members, they don't like me because I wear hijab or certain family members don't like me because I have a beard and now I'm making enemies like that or somebody's, you know, asking me to take a bribe and I don't want to take a bribe or somebody's asking me to do something which is against the Sharia and I don't want to do that and he became my enemy like that. So this is where Hazrat explains now. These adverse situations where people become your enemy because you're just trying to do the right thing and people don't like you for doing the right thing. So... These adverse situations that are beyond your control should be taken in stride any with composure and patiently borne out. Similarly, if by fulfilling a command of the Sharia, the Salik becomes the objective of someone's wrath, then the resulting conflict will not be spiritually harmful and should be handled with patience. What that means is that we see many of the Akabir and Mashaikh and Anbiya and Awliya of before. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam by giving dawat of the haqq, by giving calling people to the truth, by enjoining the good and forbidding the evil, many of the kuffar they hated him and many of the kuffar wanted to fight him. But that now does not fall into the category of ruining your peace of mind. Because now that that which you go through and that which you experience because of what you are standing up for the truth in the path of Allah Ta'ala and the hurt that people cause you, now through that you are able to have patience and that discomfort that you are experiencing actually is elevation of your maqam. That discomfort that you are feeling, actually Allah is elevating your status. Allah Ta'ala is granting you more rewards. Allah Ta'ala is, you know, through you, making you a role model and through your struggles and your mujahada and your striving, Allah Ta'ala will establish the truth. So, that disturbance or that discomfort that you feel, is, is this will not be considered like something which is distracting your peace of mind or destroying you. Rather, this distraction, and it is a sort of a distraction, this is something that you have to bear patiently and through that patience right, that you tolerate, Allah Ta'ala will give you great ajr and rewards. Similar to sickness. Right? So if a person becomes sick, this is a distraction. It stops you from a lot of your dhikr, of your adhkar, of maybe some of your wazifas. But now, the closeness that you would, you would have achieved with your dhikrs, now that same closeness or even more you will achieve through the sickness and being patient through this tr the, the, the tribulations that you are going through. For example, if a gift is not given from a, if it's not accepted from a person who consumes haram, and then that person now is harboring enmity for the Salik. This person's anger will have no spiritual consequence and the Salik should not be bothered by this. And Allah Ta'ala has actually mentioned in the Quran that, 
Do people think that they will be left alone on saying we believe and they will not be tested by Allah? Allah will definitely test. Allah Ta'ala will come to know who are truly the patient ones. Right? Who are truly the patient, the ones who are true in their claim of iman and true in their claim of taqwa and who are the fakers and the liars. Any hardship or difficulty that comes his way due to upholding the commands of the sharia should be considered a product of Allah's wisdom. Meaning, this, what Allah Ta'ala is bringing upon me, this is the wisdom of Allah. Even the Anbiya alayhi went through trials and tribulations for standing for the truth. He should be satisfied and submit himself to Allah. Having this attitude engenders greater proximity to Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to understand what has been said. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.